Team 2 Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. Starring your host, he's a podcaster, photographer, filmographer, writer, conspiracy fascist, entrepreneur, explorer, color commentator, picky eater, beer ninja, secret agent, and the world's most influential humanoid, he is Ryan the Area Man. And now, coming to you pre-recorded from the very secretive D2R Studios, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man! What is up, everybody? Men, women, trans, LGBT, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, P, Q, R, C, U, W, X, Y, Z. Whatever you are, thanks for listening. Thanks for clicking the download button and subscribing and doing all those things and telling your friends and coworkers and lovers and your exes and, yeah, everybody. Just, yeah, spread the word. Especially if there's like a certain episode on this network that you hate. Go tell your enemy. You should really listen to this, asshole. And uh, maybe they will. And then maybe they'll like it. Maybe then they'll tell someone that they hate or someone that they love and or are friends with or whatever. Anyways, you get what I'm saying. Spread the word. Thanks for doing that. We appreciate it. Today, sports rigging. The conspiracy of sports rigging. That means, uh, yeah, well, we, we explained it in the episode. Um, I'm sure everybody's heard of, uh, or maybe you know of it happening. Um, I didn't get into a story, or uh, what I witnessed. Um, at this point, it was probably about 10, 15 years ago. It might have been about 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, something like that. Um, I actually witnessed the uh, the rigging of a, um, I would say, a pretty much an entire season of hockey um, from the the top level of the league all the way down, and um, the use of referees to help that along. Um, a lot of uh, backdoor money deals, and uh, a lot of just, it was bad. And I didn't get into the story in the meat of the episode, um, and I, I'm not going to get into the story real in-depth here. Um, probably at some point down the line, uh, we may get into the the whole meat of it. I, I don't want, it, it's hard because... There's just so many details to cover, and I don't really want to do a... I think in order to get the full story out, you'd almost have to go back through it. Not game by game, but like there were certain points that need to kind of have the story set up to get that point across and show how it happened all the way through the end of the season, through the very, like the very last, the, the championship game. 
Like, it even went all the way through that to kind of, like, you know, give the whole picture. I think it ended up being, like, a two-part episode. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if we'll do it. I don't know if the interest is there for you listeners. If it is there, then uh, after the meat of the episode, I'll give the email. And you can uh, you can email that you're interested or tweet that you're interested or whatever. Um, but at some point we may do that if there's enough interest shown. If not, then we'll never touch it. It'll just be a, one of them stories that I got to experience. But anyways, the, uh, the reason we're doing sports rigging is because Jim, who you heard last week in the interview, he's a big fan of sports. He's always been like real big into sports. So I thought, uh, here's a conspiracy that Dave, who's, I mean, he likes hockey, but I don't think he gives a shit about baseball. I don't think he gives a shit about football. I don't think he gives a shit about basketball or any other sport for that matter. It just, Dave's not a sports guy. And me, I'm a eh, so-so sports guy. I, I don't care about football. I, baseball's fun to go to. It's boring as fuck on TV. Uh, I liked golf, but to even... Especially on TV is boring as fuck, but even in person, after a while, it's like, oh my god, this is boring. You know what I mean? Uh, I like hockey. I'm involved with hockey um, in different aspects, but like basketball, I mean, it's it's one of them sports you can do in your driveway, and it's fun for ten minutes till you got to go chase the goddamn ball into the street for the 18th time and it's like okay because i'm not one of them guys that's gonna swish every single basket you know um anyways dave and i aren't huge sports fans is what we're getting at but jim is so i was like well jim's our guest he's here he did the interview let's get another episode with him let's do uh let's do sports rigging it's uh Dave and I can handle the conspiracy side of it. Jim can handle the sports side of it. And I think I have enough knowledge of sports and I've experienced basically what we're talking about firsthand. And so without actually getting into any of that particular story, we just kind of discuss the possibility and how you would do it and how maybe you would fix it. And that's today's episode. Also... Little uh, little side note, and uh, yeah, I I don't know about it's it's somewhere in the middle of the episode. We we take a little jag. Uh, we find out that Jim, which is weird because we interviewed him last week, and for some reason didn't ask the basic question of where are you from, and. Uh, that question did get asked today, and that question opened a can of worms. I'm not going to tell you where he's from because you got to listen to the interview or today's episode, not the interview, but today's episode to find out. But uh, where he's from brings up a whole other little uh, little piece of the puzzle. So if you've read the description when you clicked this this episode to listen to it, you probably know where it's going but I'm not going to say it because if you didn't click it then just 
be surprised in a half hour. Anyways, listen to Sports Rigging. There's a little special thing in there um, that ties into where Jim was raised at or born at or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's good times. So, yeah, let's get an episode. I'm Ryan. Across from me sits... I'm Dave. Dave. And next to him sits... The garbage can. No. Oh, the other, other direction. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you call it? I wasn't guess. paying attention. I was opening my bottle of water and I looked over and saw a garbage can. I, I didn't I, know I, I, I Sam was the, here. I sit to the right of, of Dan here. So. Yes. Of who? Dan? Dave. Dave. Dan. I didn't know my brother was here. <laughs> His brother's name, named That's Dan. That's so weird, man. Like, people don't even know I have a brother named Dan, but I still get called Dan. I don't get it. You look like a Dan, I guess. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, I don't get along with him, just in case. You oh, gotcha. Yeah. Speaking of disliking brothers, this isn't going to make any sense. We're going to try and nail an, a raw egg to the wall. Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were kind of trying to figure out what we were going to talk about in this episode, and... Nobody's real solid on anything, so I was like, well, Jim likes sports. Dave doesn't know anything about sports. <laughs> what is sports? <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> so what it is, is kind of the topic we're going to, I'm presenting today. Um, and, and this, I think this goes honestly for every professional sport, is um, partly that sports are rigged in, the, in literally every professional sport, that they're rigged. Either for um, gambling aspect of it, sure. The dramatic aspect of featuring it on TV. Why every playoff series goes seven games when, in reality, the team should get it done in four or right. five. Um, you're you're. It's putting on a show, but is it is it like that for the entire season, or is it only when the playoffs come? And and is it only possible in certain sports or is it all sports i guess what we're going to do is we're going to kind of look at look at it and see see where we take it sure so i don't even know where to begin so let me just throw this raw egg at the wall Mm -hmm. and uh hopefully it'll stick right (laughs) all right there's my baseball throw well i think it's possible you know i think it's plausible that not not only like boxing and fights and stuff like that, but baseball, football, NASCAR, golf even. I mean, I think everything could be rigged for financial game at, at any point of its stage of life. It doesn't have to be the full season. It could be a match, a few matches, a series. You know, it could be a lot of different things. Why do you, Okay, so let's I mean, let's first answer this question to the people that are so dead set that this couldn't be a possibility. Jim, are you one of those people that... Wait, I think... I think I have a couple for, uh, thoughts on that. Um, okay. I, I, do I think it's possible? It's always possible. There's right. always there's always somebody out there who is going to try to get an edge mm-hmm. um, without being caught. Now, are they breaking the rules? I'm sure you know. In the, in the grand scheme of things, they are breaking rules. But it becomes then how can you how can you manipulate uh, the rules in a way that'll be most beneficial? Right. So, is it possible? Yes, I always think it's possible. 
the likelihood of it happening is very hard to do with more than one person. The more people that are actually involved, the more difficult it becomes. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about a football game, how hard is it to rig a football game? Incredibly hard. Like I mean, the the sheer likelihood of trying to get, uh, you know, twenty two guys on the field to try go ahead, you know, doing something is way too difficult. Do you think all twenty two guys need to be in on it though, or could one referee sway everything? Well, that's a really good question, and, and um, a that's perfectly placed referee, right? Mm-hmm. And this, and I will use that example for for how it could work. Would be the uh, um, I know uh, Packer fans never want to talk about it, but that game in Seattle where the interception took place in the end zone, clearly to everybody else, uh, to everybody else, it was an interception, but to the ref, he said that was a touchdown and it cost them the game. Uh, otherwise known as the fail Mary play, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. can one person sway that? That's clear evidence yeah. to prove that that is possible. So yes, do I think it's possible? Yes, it is possible. <laughs> do uh, you know? It helps if more people are involved to make sure that it happens. Right. It just uh, that also makes it more difficult right. to guarantee that it goes smoothly. Right. Without or, people talking. Right. Right. And that's the thing. And then keeping everybody quiet. Right. If, because, yeah, with with any conspiracy, like, can one person really pull something off? That so I don't think. Um, but even beyond just football, in baseball, I, really, where, where I think, and that's when we first bring this up. The when I've talked about this briefly with other people, that are dead set against it. I'm insane for even thinking this is possible. Sure. How, how are you going to get an entire team or a coach to? It's not necessarily the team or the coach now i will argue that i've seen way too many hockey games in my day and what i find fascinating is that that same hockey team you can watch them come out and everything is landing just right every pass hits everything and i get having a bad night sure i don't get how an entire team has a bad night and i don't get how on friday night every pass connects you score. You score nine goals against the top team. The next night, you play the worst team in the league. Not a single pass connects. You're, you're you you somehow let in nine goals from a team that has barely can score one. Sure. And mm-hmm. and now is it the team just has no idea, or is the coach coaching them differently all of a sudden? Is it the referee? Because how do you play that bad from night to night? That's team aspect. Sure. Mm-hmm. On top of it, now. I always look at the referees, umpires in baseball, the people that are officiating, because there's only one, two, three, maybe four tops of those. In football, there's obviously a lot more, I think. But they're easier to get to. There's a smaller amount of them. Obviously, that's financially motivated, I would assume. And they can control how the calls. If you Mm -hmm. need to slow a team down, you start making calls on them. If you need to speed a team up, you know what I mean? Like, the referees kind of manage the pace in a certain way. Umpires can make calls left and right. If it's clearly safe, you call them out. What's the, what can you do? You know what I mean? They go to the replay, but they're not going to change the ruling. Things like that. Hardly ever do they change the ruling like that. Yeah. it's So, I think if you... and Now, that's on that aspect, but who's behind the overall thing? Sure. I also don't think it's 
based on the, the owner of a team. I think it goes league, mm-hmm. the top. Like yeah. NFL, it's commissioner maybe. Um, if it's baseball, it's whoever's the commissioner at the top. It's, it's whoever's at the top that sees financial gain in making sure this playoff series goes longer. Or these two feuding teams have that moment where the referee or whoever's making all these horrible calls, and next thing you know, you've got a bench-clearing brawl, which is ratings getter. You know what I mean? Sure. There's To me, the news. you're doing this, it's it's free advertising, then on every news across the country. Mm. Think about just one little thing like that can gain garner so much attention for free. Sure. There's there's a lot to it. It's all it puts butts in the comes seats. Comes to that, I think, and I don't. And I you could have it on a team level, but is it fixed? Is the outcome of games to a certain point? I guess that's what we're talking about. Is is it all rigged? All of it? Yeah, I I think it is. And going back to your original um, analogy, where the team plays the best team and, and kicks ass, and they play the worst team, and and I've had this discussion with many hockey fans, and they're oh well, they came out with the mindset that this team sucks. They're not really, they didn't really prepare enough. And I don't care if you didn't prepare enough. You got to you're playing the same game you played last night. It's a different team, so you're not ready. So you all suck for the entire night. You should get five minutes in and say, oh shit, these guys are really on their game. We need to step it up. You should be able to adjust. Right. By them not adjusting throughout the entire 60-minute course, kind of a problem there. So I kind of, I think I'm still with you on the whole thing that I think a lot of it is fixed. I think there's, a, uh, honestly, though, um, to say that it's fixed, uh, when you talk about a, a team who's having, you know, who just did really good the night before and now they're playing the worst team and they're doing really crappy. I think there's something to be said, though, that teams play to their competition sometimes. I also think that on some level, though, um, that coaches will take those opportunities when they're playing crappy teams to be like, we're going to adjust our lineup to see one of these guys is going to get injured. You know, we know that somebody's going to get injured. So we're going to take this person from Team 2 and bring them up to Team 1, uh, you know, just to see how they work and mesh with, with the team. Sometimes it works geniusly. Sometimes it doesn't work at all, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, in this in the span of a season... I mean, we don't. We're not pervy to the injuries that are actually going on. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of those guys are getting hit on the wrists or you know in the legs, you know, chop blocks, you know, with sticks and stuff like that that aren't getting called. You know, so somebody might be injured, so they might be you know moved down to uh, the third team because they're not going to be out there for the big power plays and they're not going to be out mm-hmm. there for uh, you know the first rotation. So I mean, there's that possibility on that aspect. I think what. It, my first, the first area that I think of when there's going to be uh, gambling uh, involved and the possibility for fixes on a game uh, would be college sports, and I'm going to say specifically uh, NCAA tournament. The thing is, it, my my example for how they could be rigged is also my example for how it's not going to be rigged. So just <laughs> bear with me a second. Mm-hmm. So if you've noticed the way that, uh, and I don't know if you guys watch uh, college basketball at I all. I hate basketball. Okay. So, so uh, over the over the transition of years, bas- uh, um, 
college basketball has this NCAA tournament that goes on every year. And what what they do is, in the past, they've actually had it where they would have rivalries. They would have the Tobacco Row, which is uh, uh, North Carolina versus Duke. They're separated by seven miles. There was this huge rivalry that was going on uh, for very uh, for a lot of years. But then, all of a sudden, that kind of died down because, you know, there were... Uh, it became more about the players uh, as opposed to necessarily the school. I think it uh, with college basketball, it's actually changed to the point where any team can beat any team at any time so long as they stay close to the game. So what you'll notice is that a team might be down six points with 20 seconds left in the game. Next thing you know, they do three, uh, two three-pointers, and they just tie the game. There's a second and a half left in the game, and now you know it's edge of the seat. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the possibility of a one upseating a 16, or I'm sorry, a 16 upseating a, right. a one. You know, so it's a it's a big deal. Never seen. So that helps to add the su- uh, the suspense. So for that aspect, I could see that there's a possibility of it being a rigged thing because that you're slowing the game down so that the teams are basically equal to mm-hmm. the finish line. Where there in it, the opposite is you still have to make that shot. So if you're going to win it with a buzzer beater in you know order to get to the next round, you still have to make that shot. Right. So it's not you know even if you were going to say that you know a sixty is going to beat a one. That 16 still has to make that final shot with zero time left on the clock and no chance for. Well, if they walk. don't, there's always a makeup call where you know then you got a free throw. Yeah, you, you have the potential, I mean? yeah, of the ref getting involved in it, which still goes back to what you're saying is that the ref has the potential to. That's well, this doesn't really have anything to do with the fixing, but I guess it can make it more exciting when you have a 16th place team going up against a first place team. I never understood why it's like that. Why don't we start with the top two? One and two. Mm-hmm. Three and four. Five and six. And that's how we have pairings. And if 16 beats 15 and makes it to the point where they're facing one, sure. then in the very final round, wouldn't that be more exciting? And why not have all first-round games be pretty much evenly matched rather sure. than having what's considered the worst team and the best team playing each other right off the bat? Is it because... like? I never understood why they do brackets that way in the okay. first place. So the um, the first thing is that uh, it's going to be a financial thing. So if you could take a 1 versus a 15 or a 1 versus a 16, um, that's showcasing that 16 team. Like that team is not projected to have gotten there. It, and it's it's supposed to be a, a team that is... Um, you just they're considered the Cinderella story, so they're go and they're going up against the the Goliath, the Mammoth, the number one. Right. So it, and it's just to get TV time to get these teams, these small little schools, the opportunity to get national publication and you know see what that school has has to offer. Right. Um, so for that aspect, I mean, I could get that, and I I get that that makes sense. Um, I guess the. Um, the financial aspect is always going to be the, the the most the big thing. It's the teams that are really close together, like a six versus a seven, a seven versus an eight, an eight versus a nine, something along that. They're all equal. They're all really mm-hmm. close together, and it could go either way. It doesn't right. it doesn't matter in that respect. The one that uh, I think is going to be kind of interesting is going to be the college football and how that actually pans out. 
um, just because of the fact that there's these play these playoff games uh, that are happening now, and sometimes it can really it, it can be really cool to see these big time names, but. Um, the first two years that they did the playoff season, the SEC, which is the biggest team, you know, when we're talking about Alabama, Syracuse, LSU, uh, or, I'm sorry, not Syracuse, um, uh, Alabama, Auburn, um, LSU, uh, you know, teams, teams like that, um, they were not in the finals. They were not, the, they were not considered to be the big team anymore. And it turned out to be the Big Ten. Um, for the first couple of years. Now, it, it seems like the S, uh, uh, SEC is getting a little bit bigger in that respect and get, coming back to being predominant. You know, But before, I think it was a fix. I truly believe it was a fix um, because of the fact that I didn't understand. They were plugging, you know, quote-unquote, pl- plugging these numbers into a quote-unquote computer, <laughs> and the computer, quote-unquote, was generating the numbers, and based on the numbers, Alabama was number one. And everybody else was below that. And it was every single year. Hmm. So in my opinion, I think that it was rigged, and I think it had to do with the SEC being as big of a monster as they are. You know? Maybe they shouldn't, but see, I've always said they shouldn't put so much money into college level. Because... At the college level, through schooling, there's just so much money thrown at it. You know what I mean? Uh, at, at different every level, the, sure. the NCAA, the you know, for for college. Now for pro sports, if you ever looked at your ticket, somewhere on there it should there or there should be a disclaimer that says uh, something about entertainment. I forget. They there's I read something one time where it's all it's all categorized under entertainment. Well, when you categorize something under entertainment, therefore it's taking the sport out of it, and now all of a sudden it becomes very similar to professional wrestling in that it can be predetermined. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, it is all of a sudden isn't. Entertainment is a show, is what you're getting at, basically. Then that's what I think pro sports is. Hmm. They're looking for the story. Sure. Which is why, look at the Golden State Warriors. Sure. And uh, what's his name? Curry or whatever. There's a story there. Is that the guy that smoked pot right after? You, uh, no, no. That's that's the NFL draft that oh. you're thinking of. We're talking <laughs> about Golden State Which, Warriors. by the way, was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Another story. Right. Now, it could just be that, and this is, I, I, I question our, our ability to be journalists out there, that they just happen to come across like, that whole, that whole pot smoking thing. The, why would your stepdad release... <laughs> Was it his stepdad? Yeah, it was his really stepdad. Oh, good God. Yeah. That's, how, uh, that's insane. But something tells me that stepdad was getting something for that. There was a fight between him and the stepdad before this all happened, is what I was oh. told. I was reading. I don't know where I read it. Yeah, that could be. There was a fight, and he was angry, and he did it to basically fuck him. You know, that's all he did yeah. for it. Well, the fact that you're showing up to the draft dressed in a pimp suit with chains, gold chains and shit, you're coming out of college. You shouldn't. Be acting like you're loaded with money and walking around with pimps. You know you're a pimp and you got a bunch of hoes and all that. You need to give a certain like look. Like you, sh- you know what I mean. There's just no reason for for that at that level. Like sure. once you it's get there, professional football, not douchebag football. That's why it's entertainment. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, just saying. I, I, I'm. I think at that, that, but that's the thing. I think at, at the professional level, 
where there's millions and millions and millions. I would I would even go so far as to say possibly billions as a league. It is billions. Yeah. There's there's so much money in it. It's it's an ent- entertainment thing. Now is every game rigged? No. I don't think every game is rigged in that there's you don't need to. That's almost too much work to say this team has to win here so you guys have to play shitty today cuz nobody's going to go out there and just play shitty. Sure. You don't everybody wants to win, but I I do think you have certain key people in certain key positions that are all on a payroll that know how to guide and and help the game along in a certain way, be it a referee, a particular coach, something. There's somewhere along the way there are certain key guys that are, have just bought into what it is that we really truly do here. It was, for instance, the NFL will call it the NFL Illuminati. There are people that are involved that know the process. Sure. That are there. And they're not there for games one, two, three, four. But when we start getting towards the end where we have our story, we've got our breakout team, our our one guy that's he's a rookie and he's having the year of his life, you know what I mean, or whatever. They figure out the story, what's going to make money, what's sticking, what's going viral in social media, sure. and now all of a sudden that team somehow makes it further than it ever would have. Like a Tebow. Uh, we, we make his, his little whatever thing trend, the the little bowel thing they did or whatever. Shit like that. I, I, don't, I don't believe that it's just our media just happens to pick up on stuff. I, th- well, I think they could be part of this whole process too though right they'd they're gonna jump on anything possible mm-hmm. and that's why it that's why anything that involves a player anything that involves someone who's got a scandal going on um they jump on that you ever notice that i mean they you don't ever you we never hear the feel-good story about how the um you know these teams are doing or these players are doing so good around the community you know, because that doesn't sell. Right. I mean, that, that truly doesn't sell. Now, in regards to the conspiracy thing about that, I mean, I know one team right off the top of my head that would probably disagree with this whole entire conversation, and that would be Cleveland. I would say most teams. You know, because they... Yeah, they, they have to. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, I can't imagine that Cleveland is... Uh, they've never had a championship. I mean, I think they've gone to a Super Bowl, but they've well, never actually uh, won We could it. argue the same thing with the Cubs. Sure. So why not mm-hmm. then last year, and, and I'll argue against my theory right now, why not last year when Back you could have tied it in with the whole Back to the Future thing sure. and the Cubs win the World Series, why wouldn't you have it do it last year? Sure. It'd almost be too obvious at that point. Mm-hmm. But notice the year right afterwards, holy shit, look at their record right now. Right. We're talking about a team that could possibly win it all the year after they did it in the movie. Sure. Now, does that seem like it's... It's rigged? No. But I see it a different way. I see that as, yeah, maybe just a little bit. We didn't want to make it too obvious because I think the whole rigging, fixing of professional sports is starting to creep up a little bit more and more in conversation. People are becoming more aware of it existing, and I don't know, maybe not. But Well, I guess my question to you then would be, so don't you think that people would find more value in the unlucky Cubs continuing and remaining unlucky as opposed to actually winning it? Here's my point. Over 100 years, though. Right, but here's my point. The, uh, The Boston Red Sox. They finally won it. They finally got. They finally got their ring, after the curse of the Bambino mm-hmm. and everything. 
and now they are you know they've won it a couple times nobody gives a fuck anymore about them truly nobody nobody cares right. but right. it was right. always a big thing because yeah. boston always got close and but never won the real thing so wouldn't it be more advantageous to the cubs to get close and then did falter did than to actually uh, win the whole thing how familiar are you with unlucky. how familiar are you with the boston like did they recently update their stadium when they won no Okay. They still have the same stadium. The same one with the yeah. giant green wall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The one argument I'll make, and it doesn't play for that, is you want to talk about, like, and I'm not talking, we're, we're not going back to the 60s and shit like that. I'm going back in the recent times, last 10 years-ish, and maybe not every single team, but most every team, if, if they updated their stadium, mm. took like a, you know, built a new stadium or whatever it was, the year right after that, they're winning the World Series or whatever. Look at St. Louis. They won right after they had New Bush Stadium built. Yeah, well, that... I, I w- a couple times. Okay, well, the argument I will say to that is the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> well... <laughs> they got close, but never... Yeah, and then now they're terrible. And now they're terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're... So then, now look at the Cubs. Sure. Now, they haven't built a new stadium, and they and they refuse to for how long? But then they now said, you know what, it. we better start updating. So they started updating, what, two years ago? A little bit here, a little bit there. Sure. Whole new clubhouse, all this stuff. Now all of a sudden, now they're doing exactly what teams would do once they have it. Does, does updating a stadium have anything to do with this? Maybe not. I just find it interesting. If you go look at the last several World Series winners, sure. I bet you a majority of them, and you look at the updating or rebuilding of a stadium, Within a year or two of them, these teams doing it, with the exception of maybe Boston or whatever, look at the winning team, look at the last time they got a new stadium. I bet you it's within years. Three years, maybe. Well, we should take a look then to see, like in the case of... Uh, interesting, right? There's yeah, something Kansas maybe City. to that. Yeah. Kansas City just... I mean, did they get a new stadium? I, it seems like they did. I don't know. And I know that... Does this, uh, we need somebody on the side that's literally just, yeah, just researching doing. everything and then feeding us <laughs> right, feeding if, if, it's, if it's true Stats. or not, like the statistics. Sure. Oh, we're going to spend 20 minutes doing that. I could start looking um, looking at these things um, while we're talking, but then... The other thing, you know, and, and the other aspect, and I know you guys don't really watch a lot of it, but, you know, a lot of people will say that um, basketball, professional basketball is very rigged as well, too. I, where I would actually say that it, where it's not rigged is, the, uh, my example would be the Philadelphia 76ers. For the last couple of years, they've they've received the number one picks, and they're still in the toilet. I mean, they're still a horrible team. They're still playing at the same crappy stadium. So I, are they? I mean, do they purposely the the way that their lottery is actually set up? It is more advantageous that once you start losing and you're not, you know, as a team, you're not going to make it to the playoff. Playoffs is to tank. Like that is they were the ones that, um, or the NBA were the were the team or the uh, organization that actually started to s- discuss how teams should tank so that the more you take, or the worse the record you have, the more uh, ping pongs pick, right. yeah, you have in this basket. And better chance of actually getting the number one pick, which is the objective. But see, I think that sells that it's not rigged, in sure. all honesty. Because you well, can, kind of they're like you can trade your, you can trade the, the, your pick, too, for a yeah. player on another team. Sure. So 
ideally, the idea behind this is, assuming it's all up and up, on the up and up, is that if you have a bad, shitty team, eventually you will have a good team because you're getting first pick for one, two, three, four. I mean, you can start building a team around a, what you would assume are top college-level whatever players. So eventually you should be in the running. Mm -hmm. And in cases like the Cubs, for over 100 years, not saying they were the worst team because they had a few good years not that long ago. Right, right. Yeah, with you know where they had the whole Stephen Bartman nonsense oh. and all that. So I mean, there's. I still feel bad for that guy. I mean, I just I feel bad for the guy oh, because Moises Alou was never going to catch the goddamn ball anyways. He even admitted to it after that. Yeah. He was like, just you know, I guess supposedly he's been in contact with Bartman, but whether or not, I mean, he's Bartman's never coming out of his hole. No. I don't even think he lives in the state anymore, does no, he? I think he, mo- I think he, he moved, moved to Wisconsin. Yeah. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. that's, from, that's what I heard, but I, I, don't, I, heard that too. I don't know how true that is. Um, I don't know. So I, I get why they set it up like that. I just don't think the picks have anything to do with it. Now it's become a a show and a thing where you could gamble. Cash cow, yeah. You can literally gamble on that now. You can. It's insane to me at the Super Bowl. You can gamble on literally everything. From the coin flip to the, is this guy going to spit how many times before the ball gets kicked off? Is the referee going to pick his underwear out of his ass? You know, everything. Sure. So, I mean, gambling aspect of it is is one thing. And and I do think in, it's, I don't know more so, it's the big games where you're going to make lots of money. Vegas, for instance. You can, and Atlantic City. The, the, and I think it's easier maybe for like boxing. If everybody's got their money on the you know, the guy or like MMA, UFC now, you can bet on that. The guy that's got all the money and then you let the underdog come in. Sure. Now we know in the past there's been rigging in boxing. Oh my god, yeah. But so, see, it, it, that just comes down now to one there's person. Only, yeah. You know, that's one specific person. That one person is in control. You know, either he's going to flop or just bomb the hell out of the other guy. Right. It's, it's going to go one of two ways. So I almost think they both need to be in on it, though. Nah, I don't know. Look at Pacquiao and uh, what's his name? Who's the guy that... Yeah, I know who you're talking and that, that can't You can't it, tell yeah. me that thing. As much money as both of them were making, I guarantee you there was some conversation that went down that said... Let's just go out there and dance around for twenty minutes and be sure. done. Why are we going to beat the shit out of each other? We're making so much money. Yeah, who cares? Everybody's buying this because they think we're going to come out and it's going to be a killer fight. We've already got the money. Why kill each other? Sure, that to me is rigging. They put out a show, wasn't a very good one. Everybody was disappointed, and they still walked away with a lot of money. Yeah. Now they'll they'll never admit that it was rigged, but. To me, that's rigged. Otherwise, Pacquiao should have came out there trying to kill that guy. And that guy, as as good a dancer as he is, Floyd May- Mayweather. Yeah, Mayweather. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's good, and he's dancing around and, and not getting hit and all. Right. It's he's good at that. I get it. But Pacquiao's fighting for his country. Sure. Or at least that's the story we told. So, mm-hmm. to me, Pacquiao's going to hit the guy. At least put him in a position where you got you better start fighting back. Or, uh, you know what I mean? Now, Mayweather did win that fight, but it came down to uh, points or whatever. Sure. Hits, hits landed. Which is supposed to be, like, to legitimate. Ge- legitimate. Yeah, and that's even more nonsense. Sure. 
because it's all based on a point system now and how many hits you landed and where they landed and it, that's nonsense to me judges i think we gotta go till somebody gets knocked out it's definitive well we know mma that's why that's that sport is so popular but i at some point that too if it's not already can be rigged well, I think it is because what was it? Ronda Rousey went what twenty some matches without yeah, and then Holly Holm in like two seconds. Yeah, and, like oh, it was like thirty five seconds or something. It was same thing, two thirty five, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and, and and I saw that fight, expecting all everybody's money was on Ronda Rousey, everybody's, mm-hmm. and Holly Holm killed her quick. I don't even think Ronda yeah. Rousey got a hit in. I think they might have made it a round. I think. Well, that kicked to the head when I saw that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was and that was a good. That, that was, yeah. and so like, look about how much how much money Vegas, for instance, made sure, on yeah. just that fight alone. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. It's actually going to be kind of interesting to see how that happened, how it's going to happen in the next couple of years, because um, both the uh, Major League Baseball and uh, uh, the NBA are actually talking about working together with betting organizations to control it air quotes hmm. um and the reason that i say that is because basically what what they want to do is the uh, the nba and mlb wants a piece of the pie that's all that it is they they're they're going to legitimize this gambling thing they're gonna legitimize gambling which is like only okay, means the fix is in right yeah. which, <laughs> which means that they're they want a piece of, a, of the cut is what it comes down to yeah. now when it comes to the nfl that's why we're still waiting to find out, and I think it's going to happen. I don't know for sure, but I think it's going to happen where Vegas is going to get a team. The problem is, is yeah. the NFL doesn't know how to control that because when when in Vegas you could do whatever you want to in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Now you put an NFL team in there now try to control it because right. that's letting Pandora's box yeah. Yeah. wide open and letting everybody in. You know, that's why they'll probably go against right in it. Box. But I, I, I don't know if they could just figure out how to capitalize on bringing in money for themselves on that sure it's guaranteed then you know what i mean it all comes down to money my problem is if you're not fixed in any way take the entertainment disclaimer off your tickets okay because as long as entertainment's there it gives them the right to fix any game it, even if so, it, so just simply with the fact that the yeah. word entertainment is on because there. it's one you've said, taken out you don't see entertainment Specifically, like if you bought tickets to uh, an ice hockey game, nowhere on there, as far as I know, actually I think it does say it does entertainment. Say it. Yeah. it says entertainment. Mm-hmm. So having that word does doesn't necessarily it, it gives them the the legal ability to sure. if they were discovered that it's rigged, <laughs> sure. they can argue and say we never said it's. Whatever it's perceived to be, in and you, know, you perceive the NFL to be a sport, and they, every team is legitimately trying to get to the Super Bowl and win it. Sure. When in reality, not saying like how wrestling is, where every person that comes out there knows before the match even starts who's we're going to win, win yeah. and how they're going to win. But what happens between the time they walk out until the win, they're, them two are figuring it out out there. They just know how it's going to end, and the referee tells them it's time to bring it home. And that's when they do their big finisher, and the match is over. Sure. Mm-hmm. So they know they're getting about eight minutes. And I know enough about this because I studied that for too, too long. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. 
in hockey, baseball, football, whatever, basketball, is it the same aspect? Are they going out finding out who? No, I don't think because there's way too many players. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, with key people in positions, you can you can guide a game regardless of the players. If you if you call a penalty on one team's top guy who could make that shot every single time, a hundred percent of the time, if you call a penalty on him and he's out of the game, you can sway a game real quick. Sure, yeah. it happens, and that's where I think the rigging comes in, and I think it's done. I don't necessarily know who calls the shots or for what reasons, but I guarantee you it's for financial gain in some way, shape, or form. Someone's getting something financially. Take entertainment off your ticket, but they won't because that's exactly what it is. It's entertainment. Now, I don't think every single game is rigged, meaning it's predetermined, but I do think when it gets to where they need to tell a story, where there's a lot of money on the line, your playoffs... Every playoff series does not need to go seven games. I'm sorry. It doesn't need to. There's no reason these playoff series should go every single game. In my opinion, in my opinion, if they're going to do playoff games, it should be five, uh, three games, best of three, and just be done with it. But, uh, again, as you know, the, the underlying tone of uh, this entire conversation is it's all about money. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you can, if you can make There's a certain amount of money, money in five games, game, right, you're yep. making that yep. much more in seven games. Yep. And if you could get it to a seventh game, just imagine the amount of money that you have the potential to mm-hmm. uh, make. And, it, and a lot of it has to do with those TV deals. Yep. You know, I mean, just look at the amount of money that these uh, TV companies are spending just to uh, just to do uh, specific college basketball games or college football games. You know, I mean, they're billions of dollars. I mean, it, I remember as a kid, and you would hear the word millions, and you're like, "Oh, that's unfathomable." Mm-hmm. Now, like, that's nothing. You know, a yeah. million dollars yeah. is nothing. It's billions. Is just yeah. Even mm-hmm. though none of us make a million dollars. Millions almost doesn't seem like it's that much money. Right. Like, yeah, it seems like thousands now. You yeah. know what I mean? Billions is like, oh, that's where we're getting into it. And in yeah. 20 <laughs> years, it's going to be trillions is what's... Whoa, yeah. Tri- yeah. You know. We're all being desensitized to that. And like what you said, with the, how they're trying to kind of get in on... Make a, make a deal with the, the betting organizations or sites, whatever. That that spells disaster. And, and I think it, it almost guarantees that what we're talking about today exists. Like at some point they just gotta come out and say it, right? Right. They never will. They're gonna legitimize bookies is really what it's gonna come down to. Mm-hmm. It's right. just gonna come to something like that because they're not Right. They're the uh the laptops. It updating. Can, it's updating <laughs> right in the middle of the podcast. Luckily we're recording on this one. It doesn't do that. <laughs> it doesn't matter, yeah. Occasionally we'll get a virus Update pop up, which noise, is really fucking loud, but yeah, no, it's really okay. We've gotten lucky. So, anyways, not to let that distract us, but I can't look anything up for a few minutes. Sure, mm-hmm. that's the problem. <laughs> well, it does this. You can't look on your Facebook page and no, I could on the phone. This, we've got your that. Status. Yeah, I can do that right here. <laughs> but if you guys like have a question about something, I don't know. I mean, how do you fix that? Like, I think you you have to take the money aspect out of it. You, you know, have to take, and, and that's the thing. You can't. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, how do you fix rigging, or how do you prove to me one hundred percent that it does not exist? The, the, I don't the, think you can. The biggest example for how gambling and rigging it would be involved is uh, fantasy football. Anything fantasy, mm-hmm. because you are no longer betting on a team; you are betting on a specific player. You know, you're right. it, you are making your own team. 
with the team, with the players that are out there and betting on that and basing that on a win. The other thing that you'll also notice too are those one day bets that, you know, you don't have to be involved in a fantasy no, football team. Based on the game. That you day, can just do yeah. one game on that. And that in of itself, I think that's where the NFL is like, wait a minute, we're not making any money off of that. That's. Th- I keep hearing that they're trying to shut all those websites down. Because fantasy's got fantasy football, like the um, DraftKings and things like that, they're making so much money. Yeah. And well, not 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 the NFL, the government. They want to cut, so yeah. they're looking to try and shut all this shit down now because they don't call it online gambling, even though that's exactly what it is. Sure. They call it something else. Like they call it, what is it called? They have a name for it because you can't legally do online gambling. It's you know what I mean? There has to be like licenses and stuff sure. like that. So the fact that they're like they're literally making hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> oh, it's it's rebooting. It's rebooting. Well, I unplugged it, but then I forgot that the speakers itself. Well, <laughs> what <Yeah>. an idiot! <laughs> I should have just turned it down at the board. That would have made more sense, right? No, it's going to be really interesting, and I think what's going to end up happening um, is that the, a team is going to make its way into. Um, Las Vegas, and once that happens, you're going to see a lot of things uh, go through with gambling. Maybe that's when they uncloak, though, and just say, "Listen, every professional sport is, to some extent, rigged." And do you uh, think honestly, I don't think they'll if ever it, do that though, because they'll lose fans. That do you really think so? Them? Do you yeah. really think so? The, the diehards that don't think it's rigged and fully believe, like, look at some of the people that thought wrestling was so real, and when they found it wasn't they're real, they're still watching it. Not a lot of them. A lot of them stopped. Eh, a lot of them died. Yeah, they did. Uh, I think if they came out and said, "Listen, in the NFL, here at the National Football League, you know, <laughs> let's go. Let's honestly, let's talk about this." I'm Roger Goodell. I, I, I'm, I'm, saying. I'm Roger Goodall. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, Goodell. Anyway, and uh, what we've got here is what we're saying. Not every game. It's not predetermined. We're not the WWE. But we may have a slight hand in certain games being featured over other games because of yada, yada, yada. And, you know, we're just trying to give you, the fan, the best product when it's all said and done at the end of the day without kind of saying, listen, we're fixing the fucking games that we think are going to draw the make the best story, have the best whatever, and we're trying to get you to spend as much money as you can on jerseys and all this shit because we need more money. You know what I mean? And you guys that sit every Sunday and eat brats are going to go spend that money. And we want your goddamn money. And that's what it is. Without actually coming right out, he's going to beat around the bush but basically say the exact same thing without saying so much. Sure. And I don't think... You may have that one guy, oh, I'm never going to watch NFL again. <laughs> Fuck that. Well, what are you going to do, fat fuck, on Sunday then? Well, I guess I'll watch football. <laughs> but I'm not going to be a fan of that team. Right. No, you will. And you'll watch the Super Bowl, and, and you may give it up for a few months, something like that. But you're going to you're gonna do it. I give up uh, football during Lent. Oh, good for you. <laughs> smart, smart, very yeah. smart. Very yeah, smart. It's not actually playing during Lent. But. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's why I said Everybody can give it up yeah. for Lent. I give up football for Lent too. I, I give also up give up fo- fo- I give up football during football season. I give up watching golf for Lent is what I do. Do you? Yeah. Good for you, Dave. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, that, I commend you on that. That's a uh, brave. Really, it's of you. really hard for me to do. Yeah, I, I, bet. I really love golf. Dave's a huge golfer. He doesn't even yeah. know that you don't use a hockey stick in golf. <laughs> it's called a golf club. You do what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> the one time though I did get a hole in one I went through the clown's mouth and through the windmill and hole in one one time man it was crazy because he was, was using great. a baseball bat when he did that yeah <laughs> and it was a soccer ball so, too yeah, <laughs> <a> soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> so he said it went through the clown's mouth yeah and, and through the windmill yeah, P- poor Bozo is still recovering. Yeah. <laughs> missing all teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I got five for fighting. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for five minutes. Yeah, but uh, once once I kicked the ball at the clown's face. <laughs> Dave got out of the penalty box. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was like a, it was weird because it was a major, but I got out, so it was nice. cool. It was cool. Yeah, you treated it like a minor. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, then we uh, we both danced and called it a touchdown. So there you go. Yeah, at the end of the day, nice. For some reason, we got kicked out of that Victoria's Secret store. I don't <laughs> know what happened, but <laughs> I'm still not welcome back. I don't know why. <laughs> Wow, that's a thought. I could put the panties on my head. connected the whole thing there. You know, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think you have you have to take the money out of it, which is never going to happen. It's okay. just it's big money. I don't think if they they kind of in a roundabout way announce that this is what it is, we do this. I don't think that many people leave. No, I almost think people are like. Well, we always knew they were doing. You know, you're going to have them guys. You're going to have the guys that say, "I'll never watch again," but they'll watch again. I don't think you're going to lose that much. I think because they're going to say it's, well, they're being, what's the new thing in politics? We want transparency. If they they play that angle, people are going to think, oh, well, they're being honest with us at least. No, they're still trying to fuck you out of your money, but we're we're going to play that angle of transparency. And I think nothing happens, and I think that's where it's coming. I think that's where it's eventually going to end up. I think what's going to end up happening is that you're going to actually see um, betting halls in stadiums uh-huh. and the, here's the reason why um, you could do everything you want to right now from the comfort of your home and they can you have control your, it too yeah you have your laptop you have the TV you've got everything at, at your access and you don't have to put on pants once yep what they would need to do and one way that they could get more money is if they could get that home experience for you at the stadium. That's why so many of these stadiums you'll hear, or these uh, 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 teams, they'll be talking about how they're spending, like UW for their stadium, spent over $6 billion, $6 million, I'm sorry, on just redoing all the Wi-Fi at uh, Camp Randall Stadium yeah. so that people would have the ability to go ahead and use their, their phones there. Mm-hmm. And if they saw something on... You know, on the on the field, and they want to see a replay of it within seconds. It'll actually be available on their phone. Yeah, that so crazy? that's what they're you know, and that's what they're hoping to do. In a little while, yeah, I don't you know, don't. I mean, here today it is five fifteen sixteen. I am saying right now, under sound mind, that you will see gambling halls on some level at stadiums because mm-hmm. that's. I they believe do, it. Yeah, they, they have to attract you in some way to come to the stadium. It's, it's going to get so bad that people are going to be sitting there watching the game on their phone while they're sitting there watching the game 
live. Right. Mm-hmm. Like right. They, they, people would rather watch the damn. Well, it's happening right now at, uh, at, at, at in Dallas. I mean, the, that TV that they've got is so big <laughs> that people aren't watching that. You don't need to watch the, the TV. The, yeah, yeah it's, you get better angle from watching the big ass screen yeah. than watching the guy that's ten feet from you. Yeah, exactly. It's, so I mean, they, they have no reason to go ahead and you know, watch the game. Yeah, you know, the thing is crazy. Have you seen it? That's have you seen a, that stadium? No, I've seen the news. Oh my There's got to be a picture on on the internet. Let's see. No, a bunch of my drivers were just there. Oh my god! It, like it's 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 at the Cowboys. What's the arena uh, stadium called? AT and T. Is it AT and T Stadium? Oh, it was AT and T uh, or AT and T Texas Stadium. Yeah. There's got to be a picture of it. I can't remember what it. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. It's huge. Well, that it, doesn't give it justice, though. These uh, they say that the the space between the TVs is big enough to be like a small apartment. Jesus. It's so it, it's ridiculous, and the crazy part about there, it is, is that one they like when you kick. Oh my god! It's a hor- I, look how big that damn thing is. When you kick off, it's like literally, you have the potential of kicking the bottom of that. Uh, yeah, look how huge that thing is. That's ridiculous. That's what I mean. It's like the one shot doesn't give do it justice. Here from the side, look. It's literally over half the length of the field. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's just. Yeah, Damon's doesn't have shit on this. No, <laughs> dude, some movie theaters here in town have shit on that. <laughs> wow, the biggest, that's, I, that's the biggest IMAX screen ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. That's, that's you know, I, I would go to ta- the AT and T Stadium to watch the next IMAX movie because it's actually bigger screen than the. Isn't that what they're showing on this screen there? Is yeah. it an IMAX movie? Well, they should. <laughs> they should. When when ba- there's uh, nobody playing on the field. <laughs> when football season, I almost said when baseball season's not in. Right. When football season's not in, they could play movies on this and sell out the entire stadium. <gasps> there you go. Yeah, Hollywood. Where you at? <laughs> do you does uh, uh, do the Chicago Cubs do that where they offer fans the ability to spend a night on the baseball field? Miller know. Park does. I'm not a I'm no. not a Cubs fan. No, they don't. What? Oh, oh yeah, you're a St. Louis fan. I'm a St. Louis. That doesn't make any sense. You call him a St. Louis fag? Oh no, I did not. Oh <laughs> damn! I thought you did. I was so cool for a second. <laughs> he was so excited. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. Cool. I, I'm, I like the Cardinals, and if I had to pick a team closer than them, I would go Brewers. Okay. All day. What, what's up with the? What's wrong with your Cubs? Well, they're not my Cubs. Okay. I was I was not raised to be a Cubs fan because okay. my dad. Uh, was where are you originally from? Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, me. I'm curious about that too. What do you mean? Like where, where are you born? Where, where did you grow up? Oh, my nationality. Or no, I'm not sure about that. Like, like where did you grow well, up? Northern Wisconsin. You, where? Northern Wisconsin. Okay, well, so, yeah, because like, you did say in another episode that you moved, moved to down to yeah. Madison. So. Yeah, so I live northern, about uh, 45 minutes south of Green Bay in a in a town called Manitowoc. Hmm. We know Manitowoc. Yeah, where the men are men and so are the women. Well, hang on. <laughs> That's really funny. Do you know Steve Avery? Yeah. <laughs> have you heard about the making a murderer? Uh, yes, I have. What's your opinion on this? <laughs> you were born there. We've got a guy who was born there. Well, I wasn't born oh, there. Well, you ever get arrested there? there. Yeah. Ever get arrested there? I have. He's still fighting yeah. those charges. <laughs> yeah, right? um, it's it's small town. It definitely is a small town. It's uh, uh, And you really need to... Um, I like the town. I'm a I'm a huge fan of the town. It's actually uh, a pretty town. Yeah. Um, the 
The thing that happened... It's so with, crazy. Yeah, the, the thing that happened with him, unfortunately, I think they were out to get him. I really do believe. Um, I I guess my bigger thing on it, yeah, it sucks what happened. Yeah, it's a real, it's a, an egregious example of how the, the law is not, um, you know, fair to all parties involved. Um, I think ultimately what gets lost here is the fact that that woman was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and more importantly, and I, I actually had that perspective after I saw the. Uh, um, I, I haven't seen the whole thing, by the way. I've only th- I think I've only seen four episodes of it, um, and it wasn't until I saw um, the woman that was accosted. I don't know. You guys watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman that was accosted on the beach. Um, I know her, and I went to school with her kids. I went to high school with uh, the, uh, other kids. The guy that, for when he went away the first time, right? Yeah. The yeah. guy that that guy that they eventually got that kind of yeah. admitted that how he had he had killed the woman on the beach and then he had raped the woman on the beach. Yeah, and yeah. then he was oh, yeah, in, he, he was in, in, yeah, uh, that's, yeah. yeah he was in jail for a different right. Uh, reason. Right. But he admitted right. to right that, and her, they yeah. didn't do anything about it. Right, and that's why Steve Avery then he eventually got out. Based on that information, yeah. yeah. So once I um, once I had seen up to that point, I was just I I was with like everybody else. I really was. I was really upset. I was like, how could this have happened in my in my hometown? There were so many mistakes that uh, that were made, and they were egregious. I mean, I I don't even know how they actually even happened. Um, How how it was allowed to happen? I mean, that was the part that really bothered me. Um, But then I kind of stepped back from it because I just couldn't. I, you, you're dealing with that much emotion, and not only are you dealing with that much emotion just based w- on watching the show, but to even know that these people are, you know, you grew up with these people, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, some of the uh, some of the key characters that were in there, I am familiar with. I know who they are. Had, did I have a bad run in with the people like that? No, I didn't. You know, I I can't say that. In my opinion, what th- other key people? Well, I'm not going to go into detail. <laughs> I'm curious. Well, off the air, I'd yeah. like to know. Just, I'm just um, curious. But and, and there were some people that uh, were in there that I know who are um, who are share, uh, county sheriffs now, mm-hmm. and they uh, they're in the video. And I, I'm like, I went to high school with that guy. I've seen her. You know, I've I've been detained by oh, that boy. officer mm-hmm. you know, in the past. Really? Type of thing. Yeah. So you could have been Steve Avery. Well, no, it's I mean not like him not. personally, but right, I mean, you right. could have been arrested right. for no reason. And what's crazy is, yeah, you know, and, and what I was doing was not anywhere to really. to the co- you know to the level of what, what was going on there. But I think uh, I think the bigger issue is that um, in all of this whole story going through is that uh, it, people got lost sight of the fact that you know, these people were beat up and raped and you know mm-hmm. in one Murder case day. one person was you know lost their life and the fact is is that got overshadowed by the injustices of a group of people and it, honestly what it comes down to it it's a group of people it doesn't speak for everybody that's there right. mm-hmm. and unfortunately um the things that have taken place with that city since then have been i mean just unprecedented and i'll say that uh um they've been dealing with people from even overseas, calling to the city and being talking to the city of people who are in charge of like recreation and like come to Manitowoc and you know see what we have available. You know they're getting their ears ripped out and they're you know told how horrible 
at what piles of crap they are for you know letting this ever take place. <laughs> they have no control over it. Right, right. They have no idea that any of this has even happened. They're learning it as much as we are. Yeah. We are because mm-hmm. we're watching it. You know, they had they didn't even know. I mean, as far as they're concerned, that was put to rest so long ago. And now you're bringing it back up, mm-hmm. and that's actually the that's the problem that I have with the whole thing is is yes, I understand that there's a story to be told. At the same time, you're reliving and you're forcing the victims and the victims of the family to relive that entire thing, and that's the part that I have a problem mm-hmm. with because some people I don't believe they're, that they're gotten over it yet, and I can almost guarantee you that half the people that are there that were involved in it have questions that have never been answered. And now, because of this being brought up again, they're forced to go ahead and do this and relive those emotions. But but at the same time, there's potentially an innocent man who's serving time while the actual murderer could be running around out there. Whether it's... it's, I don't think it's ever implied, but... Who knows? Like, we'd have no and idea they, who this other person is. Because if right. it's not Stephen Avery, somebody had to kill her. Right. Mm-hmm. She didn't just kill herself and park her own Jeep there, or right. RAV4. So, I, I don't know. It's And then my... Uh, now, it, when people ask me, um, do you remember that time? Do you, do you remember when all that happened? Well, first of all, I was living in Madison at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that all that stuff was actually going through, my first initial, my first initial thought on the on the whole thing was they got him, like they got him in that they got to him. They, because um, he had been in jail for I don't know how many years, and in my mind, I thought he was institutionalized, like he had gone to that point where. He couldn't live outside of, um, you know, outside of prison anymore. He was so used to and you know being in that environment that now that he was out, he couldn't deal with what freedom meant to him. You know, he would mm-hmm. he needed to stay in an environment like that. So when that initially happened, when people asked me, you know, how did I, you know what was my first thing? I felt like they got to him. He he did it because he that's all he knew. Right. You know, he would. His life had been sapped from him, having been you know spent all that time, and now he did. You know, he's he's been cleared. Everything is good, and now he has no idea what to do with himself. He's going back to uh, the only thing he knows, and uh, the only thing he knows isn't much. You know, so, hmm. um, you know, I, I think they really, I think they really fucked with that guy in a in the most heinous way possible. And I think mm-hmm. they did it. Obviously, if they would have known what the outcome would have been twenty years, ten years later, like now, would they have still made that those the same decisions? I don't know. I mean, who knew that Netflix was going to exist and these two chicks are going to do a documentary on sure. this whole yeah. process and then put it out and then turn that city into the black eye of the Midwest? Almost, right. yeah. you know what I mean, like. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they need to cover their ass because they're going to lose a lot of money in a lawsuit. Well, and the and the thing is, is yeah, we. It's just an example, and it's unfortunate to say this, but it's just an example of showing how this 
because Manitowoc isn't the first. This isn't the right. first time something like this has right, ever happened. Right, right, right. It won't be the last. Matter. It won't be the last. Exactly. I mean, people are going to manipulate their power, and they are going to um, do things that they that will serve their best interest. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, I think a lot of these guys did things to serve their best interest. Right. I think it. Uh, and they will never be prosecuted. I mean, in, in my honest opinion, I don't think there is going to be a way that the district attorney, the uh, the judge, the initial judge, uh, um, with the first assault, uh, will ever be prosecuted at all. There's not. They're gonna. They're gonna cite. We went with what was available to us, even though all the facts were actually still there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's all on how you actually looked at it. You know, so right, right. they have they have the plausible ability to say we were going with what was there for us and what they had available to us proved that he was wrong. Mm-hmm. Oops, I'm right. sorry. You know, you had 18 years of your life mm-hmm. in in a prison. I'm sorry. You know, and that's, and that's really what the, it comes down that's to. That's where the lawsuit comes right. in, right? And that's the whole basis of like why they did the second round of nonsense was sure. that whole. Well, we don't want to pay. At least that's how it's implied on the show. We don't want to pay. So, and, and you know, we set this guy up, basically. It's, it's how it's implied. It's not sure. physically said, no. but it's certainly implied. And to go back, I agree. Forgotten in this whole thing is the people that died. Yeah. But at the same time, they're still innocent guys, or potentially innocent. It's implied that he's innocent. Sure. But you don't have to see the rest of the show now. You, you know what's up. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... Yeah. Spoiler alert, when you start... Well, I mean, I... Google that, you know... I don't even have to do that. I just had to... I mean, for the first couple of weeks that it was on Netflix, all I had to do was just check yeah, out my... Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and yeah. it was one thing right after another. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For, for I don't know how long, and... We did two episodes on it. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We, my, my fiance and I binge-watched the entire thing in like three days, I think. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah, my fiance started watching She told me about it, and then I told him, and then we were like, oh, we got to talk about it. And actually, I don't know when specifically I'm going to release this episode, but I'm going to go see a thing in early June, which this could already be right around that time we release it, with the two attorneys of Stephen Avery who are doing a... A thing in Chicago. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. His new attorneys are out of Chicago, aren't they? No, mm-hmm. these are the old ones on the show. Oh, okay. the ones that were in the long sure thing. They're doing like a thing. They're supposed and to. And they were good. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they did everything they possibly yeah. could. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even the even the, his first attorney, I was like, wow. I mean, you you were right there to help out, and yeah, you were the only attorney that, that was shifty was the uh, public defender for for Brendan Dassey, for Brendan, the, yeah. the nephew. Yeah. He got screwed on his attorney in the yeah. I don't, episode four. I don't remember where that was at. If you even I don't think he's seen I, it I got yet. I I got to the point where uh, they were talking to Brandon, yeah, and they were just you know, kind of quizzing him and trying to get him to sign a piece of paper, which yeah, you know, it's. Yeah, it's I don't a, know. It's rigged, though. The whole thing's rigged, just like sports. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to drive past that place, there, the Avery Farm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I've. <laughs> it's a common place, so you can you can easily go past there. It's not a big thing. So, you know, so. you're you're very familiar with the town. Yeah. 
I see live podcasts in our future. <laughs> What's actually kind of funny is, is like when I'm you're the, watching yeah. it, I'll be like, "Yep, I used to ride my skateboard on that street." Yep, that's I, crazy. Yeah, like I would buy coffee there. I would, you know, I could name yeah. all the different things that I, you know. But you don't know none of the Averys. Not personally, no. Right. Not personally, but that's crazy. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's a good thing I asked where he was from. <laughs> well, you know, I thought about it, and uh, where were you going with that question beyond that, though? It seems like you were headed. Yeah, I kind of yeah. answered like a questions that weren't even asked yet. Yeah, so well, well, then we got we had to go down that little route. <laughs> yeah, why did I ask where he was from? He had said something, and, and I wanted to tie it into where he. It was because he mentioned. Oh no, I was just going because he had asked about your Cubs, which obviously oh, means yeah. he oh, didn't. Sure. My Cubs. Yeah, which means you obviously don't own the Cubs. So what cu- what team do you like as far as baseball is concerned? Then. Uh, for baseball. Um, oh wait, I think I know this. Has it been the same the whole time? It could be. Oh shit! I. Why do I think it's Toronto Blue Jays? It's not. <laughs> it's not. No, no. Why was I thinking that it was something? It's some weird team that's nowhere near us, isn't it? Like the Marlins or something? Maybe it's, is it? No, Boston. Well, I grew up. Um, nice. I grew up a uh, um, a Brewers fan. Okay. I will remain a Brewers fan, um, but until uh, Ryan Braun is off the team, I'm still. He yeah. still leaves a sour taste in my mouth. So, not that he. Put anything in my mouth to leave it soft. Right. Just, right. <laughs> I was going to let that one slide. But. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything. I'm glad you I realized that I said that. I was like, yeah, I better just clarify. Yeah, um, no. Right. no, it just. Are so you a Packer fan too? Then since you're a Wisconsin, I am, a, I am a Packer fan. Now, okay. what's really kind of a what's funny is is I don't think um, people understand. Like you have really deep roots with Bears fans and how there was this animosity with Green Bay. Like, that's what I grew up knowing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what... I, mean, I didn't know a single person that lived in Chicago that ever visited but Chicago. You hated them all. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were sons of bitches. I mean, they were... And they were cheaters, and they would do anything possible. <laughs> and then... like people from Manitoba. <laughs> no, I'm I hate how you say it. You say it wrong every time. <laughs> how do I say it? Manitowoc. What's it? Manitowoc. You gotta Manitowoc. say it faster. Oh, you gotta Manitowoc. say it faster. Yeah, you always say Manitowoc. I say it like the Avery say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So okay. I mean, I, but I mean, yeah. from from little on, I was spoon fed. You know, Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay. So um, it was it was a big deal to be taking on the Bears. As I got older. And realize, you know, that I'm like, it's just a football team. It's not, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell you guys are going to get. You only see each other, what, two times a year? It's, really? That's yeah, it? Yeah. And you guys hate each other that much? Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess. All right. And then I moved on to Madison, and then I discovered the, the Badgers. And when you're up in that culture, like, it's just, I mean, it just, they beat it down you. Mm-hmm. You know, down mm-hmm. your throat about it. So when I came to uh, Madison, I was like, oh, okay, that's a little bit different. Now, what's really kind of a funny thing is we would watch, when I first moved to Madison, uh, we would watch football games, and I was started noticing that there were no public service announcements about spousal abuse. And I thought that was just the strangest damn thing. Like, what do you mean? There's... There's no commercials for the prevention of spousal abuse. Like, it doesn't happen here. And people are like, what are you talking about that doesn't happen here? You actually do that up there? Like, yeah. Like, all games, they will go ahead. They used to. I don't know if they still do. But they would do uh, PSAs because of... At Packers games. Yeah. To Packers fans. (laughs) 
<laughs> because it, as it turns out, and you every year, <laughs> every year, if you ever want to have a good time laughing, you just have to like watch the Wisconsin news because you will see how like you <laughs> oh, will have people yeah. who beat the shit out of their spouse. It's us- it's actually becoming more women now than it is men. But you where women <laughs> will beat the snot out of their out of their spouse because the Packers lost. And they couldn't handle it. They got drunk and they just lost their mind and then their husband oh, wow. was like, You need to calm down. You need to bring it down a notch and then she loses her shit on him. Hmm. <laughs> I, I know last year for sure there was at least two people in Fond du Lac that were arrested for yeah. Spousal abuse because of that's insane. I would never, oh my god, ever be into any sport so much that I would think about even hitting a friend or anything like especially a person I'm fucking. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, just just hockey. Hockey's the only sport that would make you want to beat my spouse. Well, ex, (laughs) ex spouse, ex spouse. -spouse. Yeah, like, well, yeah, I would do that. I don't need a reason to do that. (laughs) I would never hit Joy. It would always be Stacy. Um. Yeah, that's funny though. That <laughs> oh, it was a it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> you're, you're down there. How come no special toss? Like what, really? this is common a- everywhere, right? Everybody okay. beats the shit out of there. <laughs> so, yeah. Stop. It's crazy. just a game. Yeah. You know, like what? Yeah. I, I have no idea. It's, it's just entertainment, is what you should say. It's just entertainment. It is. Yeah. It's all entertainment. Wow, this has been fun, <laughs> exciting. A whole little uh, piece on. Uh, Making a murderer. Yeah. That's interesting. I wish you'd get Yeah, we d- we s- well. <laughs> as soon as <laughs> I stop air, recording, I get to air. hear. I got to hear at least one name. At least one name? Uh, I mean, someone that you, like, knew that's on the show. Oh, okay. Well, I can tell you. It's it's one of the, uh, um, when Avery gets taken, um, I think it's in episode four from the county jail. Um, he's being escorted by a, uh, um, a county sheriff. I went to high school with the the county sheriff in the video. So, I mean, I could give you a name, but unless yeah. you saw it and right. had that episode right there, you'd yeah. be like, okay, it like, means him. nothing. You're right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter at all. But yeah, yeah. She didn't know like the uh, like a whole bunch of the. I'm trying to think. Cause I, I, it's been a while since we've yeah. watched it. I don't remember what episodes things are in, but um, the, yeah, the um, the lady who was uh, beat. Uh, and raped on the beach. Her husband owned the uh, chocolate shop. They still own the chocolate shop. Yeah, I think it's and, in the story. And he, a uh, uh, very nice family, wonderful family. Um, I don't know that they are necessarily anymore handling the day-to-day operations. Right. I think they might have actually, because of all of this mm-hmm. and everything that happened, even prior to the uh, the Making a Murderer uh, TV show came out, um, I think they had already left. And had given the reins to somebody else, but I mean, they're still. I think they still own that place. Right. So that's so crazy. That's my that world. You're from there, yeah. And here you are. Not that you have anything to do with it, but oh, the fact that yeah. you grew up there, so you like kind of know. Oh yeah, like uh, just uh, when they show, they pan the different you know, locations. I'm like, yep, I had a job there. Yep, I worked there, or yeah. you know, I rode my bi- bike through there. You, you know. banged a chick there. Yeah, well, <laughs> banged a chick in a Rav Four <laughs> in that same salvage. Yeah. <laughs> it I was green. I know that license plate. That wasn't his blood smear. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. 
So we started to talk about a conspiracy, and we ended with talking about a conspiracy. That's the that's the magic of podcasts. We go everywhere. That's nice. Good. Yeah. Well, I don't think we there's really anything else to talk about with sports. I mean, you can everybody, everybody can just think what they want about it. I just think people take it way too seriously. Yeah. Especially when it's not real. Well, did you ever see the video on uh, on YouTube where the guy's like, it's still real to me, damn it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that guy. There's guys that do that with wrestling, too. Uh, yeah, they that, get that so curious because, yeah, because uh, you know, a certain wrestler does, he loses his belt or gets the You know, it's so stupid. It's, it's fake. Yeah. It's not fake in that, like, you can't fake jumping off the top rope through a table. I mean, whatever you get pain-wise from that is what you get from that. But mm-hmm. they teach you how to fall, and... What is fake, though, is it's predetermined. Sure. Right. And I I don't want to say that all sports, every single game is predetermined. Because I don't believe that. What I do believe is when they can capitalize on money, they will put people in positions that can guide things a certain mm-hmm. way. I agree. And that's that. why I think it, it's, that's where it is. Mm-hmm. I agree you with tell that. a story better that way, you know? I realized I realized that wrestling was fake was uh, um, was when Bobby the Brain Heaton. I was watching this one, and uh, Bobby the Brain Heaton was on the side, and he was there with King Kong Bundy, and King Kong Bundy is like, "I can't get up, I can't make it up," and like Bobby the Brain is waving his hands in front of him, and at one point hands him a razor blade. You know, but he's waving his right. hand, and then all of a sudden, like he takes the razor blade between his index finger. And for those of you that are listening, he's taking the razor razor blade between his index finger and his thumb, and then wipes his brow, and in the process, cuts his forehead. Yeah. And the next thing you know, without being hit, he just all this blood starts gushing out, and, and the then, and the announcer, oh my god, <laughs> what he is, yeah. Crimson mask, you know, it's so so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it's all they don't do too much blading anymore. No, it's got to be. But in Japan, they still do some crazy uh, shit, though. Yeah, it, it, the, the it's hard to wire. fake. It's hard to fake oh barbed wire and uh, light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Some of that shit's real fucking. Those crazy. Japanese fuckers are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they're not getting paid near the money the guys over here. No, not at all. And their tickets don't say entertainment. They get squiggly little things. They get- <laughs> Hidden sake it's real there. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that might be one country where it is all real. I don't know. It's unclear. Um, well, yeah. even, even the Lucha Libre guys that do the flips, oh, my God. I, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, because I'm going to beat your ass even more with this 17-step uh, ladder. you got to climb yeah. to the top of it and then jump do, off you. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do 40, 40 turns in the air, and then I'm going to land on you and yeah. hurt myself more than I hurt you. <laughs> But I'll win the match, mm. you know. Yeah, but they do no. a lot of jumping and flying around, but they're also tiny and <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Wrestling's weird. I mean, I, I like it, but I don't. It's like it's so stupid, but I don't know. I always thought you were a huge wrestling fan. Uh, well, I, I have my moments. I go yeah, in and out, but I've never been like, this is real. Yeah. You know, I just always kind of knew. And I think that's how it'll be for people when they finally all come out and say every sport's basically the same thing. The people still be into it, they'll just understand what it is. They'll still gamble on you. Still, you can go to Vegas and gamble on wrestling matches, even though it's predetermined. Sure, and it's known. 
That's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't. I really like the opportunities when they do like on Netflix and they tell you about, you know, where are they now, you know, or that type of thing, and you realize these guys how, like, all I knew was the fifteen minutes that they were sitting on my TV screen. That's all I knew about these guys. But that 15 minutes, I either loved you guys or I hated you guys every single time. Then you realize what these guys had to go through and a lot of the suffering that they actually did. Um, and the drugs and the alcohol. And, you know, I mean, I can't imagine being in a situation where those guys were going to just, they're going to the Sizzler and some guy comes over and is like, I fucking hate you. You're a piece of shit, and I'm just going to start wailing on you just so that you, who are a licensed martial artist, are going to hit me once, and I could sue you because I'm not able to defend myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that was the stuff that really got to me. I was like, wow, not at all what I saw on TV. You know, what was fake on TV was so anything from what reality was in their lives. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a crazy world. Uh, that uh, the world of sports in general, or sports entertainment, I guess is what we'll call it. Because mm-hmm. yeah, if you ever get the chance to read the thing on Rick or watch the thing on Rick Rude or Jake the Snake Roberts, and just find out how these guys are like, oh my god, really? You mm-hmm. guys did that? You know, and just I don't know how you guys survived for as long as you did because doing that much drugs and that much alcohol and still making it out functioning to make it out to the ring. Yeah. You know, and get to the hell beat out of you. I have no idea how you did it. Well, that's how they did it. Yeah, they exactly just how they did it. Yeah. yeah, sure. You know, get some by. Rick mm-hmm. Rude's Killed dead. It. He died. I don't know if it's from that, but Jake the Snake's still alive. Yeah, he is. He got uh, reformed through, like, some program. DDP yoga and shit like that. Yeah, I was like, just going to ask you, did you guys ever check out that DDP yoga and see what it... Yeah, I, I heard it's really I have cool. it upstairs. I just haven't Never busted it. into it yet. Oh, yeah, really? I'm yeah. curious. I'll get to it one of these days. Kind of like in college, you were a little curious? Yeah. yeah. He's still a little curious. We don't, we don't talk about that. You didn't shower with him when you came in, did you? No, we're doing that afterwards. Oh, okay. You, you, oh, you get the after show shower. Those, oh, are, right. those are always better than the pre show shower. Yikes. Always better. It's <laughs> got my sweat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he usually brings champagne to those, so. Oh, nice. You'll enjoy. The yeah. champagne show, I love it. Yeah, there's no sex in the champagne. <laughs> no happy ending. What the no. hell? Not for me, there is. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm kidding. All right, I think that's where we'll wrap this one up. Many thanks, Jim, once again. No problem. And uh, Dave, yeah, happy to bring you a happy ending. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. And I know I'm out. And there you have it. Who knew, right? Who knew? Who would have thought when interviewing the previous week to ask, where's this guy from? Where was Jim from? He's from Manitowoc. The making of Murderer. That whole show happened in Manitowoc. Oh my god. Anyways. Um, I do have something interesting to say about all this on the back end of the the episode um uh, by point of by the, the time you you're hearing this i have gone to chicago and sat uh 
I think it's, I think I got second row, maybe front row. Within the f- first five rows, I don't remember my exact ticket, but it's it's real close to the stage, right up front there, um, to a, uh, uh, what would you call this, like a, it's not a conference, it's be like, um, like a seminar, I don't even know if it, you'd call it a seminar, but basically, Stephen Avery's uh, attorneys, the Sh- Dean Strang and, uh, who was the other guy, his other attorney, anyways, the two main guys, uh, from the show Making a Murderer, the, the, the attorneys for Stephen Avery. Uh, they're doing this, like, speaking event in Chicago, which I haven't gone to at the time of recording this outro, but by the time you're hearing this episode, I will have gone to it, and I will have, hopefully, audio from that, and, uh, I'll also have the knowledge of what I learn at this uh, speaking event. And I'll be bringing that to uh, an upcoming Think Tank episode. So, I know we did two episodes on making a murderer uh, probably, what, two, three months ago now? Uh, but we'll be doing another one, an updated of, uh, of where where everything's at now, because I'm assuming they're going to give a uh, at-this-point update. And um, I think they're going to talk more about, um, well, this is what I hope. I hope they talk more about stuff we didn't see on the show. And, uh, you know, should be pretty cool. So it's it, it's ended up being neat that uh, Jim was from there. And, uh, yeah, pretty awesome. So that's an upcoming. I don't know if that's going to be next week or not. I don't know what's coming up next week specifically. It might be The Making a Murderer. Um, I guess you'd call it a part three. Um, or it'll be something else. I don't know yet. So that'll be a surprise for next week. If you have any... Uh... Oh, how about this? Oh, no, that does not, it's not going to work. I was going to say, you can email me questions. that Maybe they take questions at this event, but I'll have already been to the event by the time uh, everybody hears this. I already talked about that, but I'm an idiot, so, um, yeah. I, maybe you have questions for me. There you go. Good spin, Ryan. All right. Anyways, questions for me, concerns, uh, anything, suggestions of future episodes. Uh, hey, if you have somebody that you want, uh, that you think would be a good interview that we should talk to, send, shoot their name over at me, or or their email, or how to, however to get a hold of them, phone number, whatever. Um, I will, uh, I monitor this, uh, the email daily. So, yeah, this is how you get a hold of me. So, anything, just send it on over. Thinktankpod at gmail.com. Very simple. Or you can, uh, do all those same things by tweeting at me if you have Twitter. Uh, uh, first, go uh, go follow at the Think Tank Pod, and then um, yeah, just tweet whatever. Also, real quick, thearyman.com, Click sponsor tab, Amazon banner. Uh, buy whatever you're gonna buy. Kick us back a little percentage. We appreciate it. Thank you. PhoenixBeardOils.com. When you go check out D2R promo code, uh, you're gonna get ten percent off your entire order and a free sample. And that should do it. Like I said, don't know what's coming up next week. But 
if it's not next week, within a, a few weeks, you should be hearing the uh, us talk about what I discovered or found out at this uh, Making a Murderer, uh, the attorney's speaking event. So, that's exciting to look forward to whenever it comes out. And, yeah. So, it'll be a surprise next week because even I don't know what it's going to be. But, either way, we'll see you next week. I got my finger on the trigger But I don't know who to trust I look into your eyes There's just devils in dust We're a long, long way from home, Bob Home's a long, long way from us Feel a dirty wind blowing Devils in dust I got God on my side And I'm just trying to survive What if what you do to survive Kills the things you love Fear's a powerful thing Turn your heart black you can trust It'll take a God-filled soul Feel the devil's end Well, I dreamed of you last night In a field of blood and stone Well, the blood began to dry Smell began to rise Well, I dreamed of you last night, Bob In a field of mud and bone Your blood began to dry Smell began to rise God got on our side We're just trying to survive what if what you do to survive Kills the things you love Fear's a powerful flame It'll turn your heart black you can trust It'll take a god feel soul Fill it with devil's end It'll take a god feel soul Fill it with devil's end Got my finger on the trigger And tonight faith just ain't enough And I look inside my heart 
Where's the devil's hand But I got God on my side And I'm just trying to survive What if what you do to survive Kills the things you love Fear's a dangerous thing Turn your heart black you can trust You've been listening to the D2R Podcast Network Brought to you by Dream to Reality Entertainment If you haven't already, please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.